What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me is Ray Volo, and we got Nicholas Perillo, our unpaid intern on the pod, sitting in for Dean today. Uh, fellas, how we feeling? Just finished up part one for our college, looking for the NFL, guys. Let's go. It's just, it's odd because college, I have such um, optimism with Ohio State, and then we go to the Jets, and now Zach Wilson's out till week four after he had the possibility of playing this week. Uh, it's a little bit less optimistic, if I can say so. But the one th- good thing about pre-NFL week one is that there's always hope, man. There's always hope. Jet Super Bowl 2022. Let's fucking go. Preach. Taco Revenge Tour. Preach. Nikki, how are we feeling? Week one is upon us. Oh, dude, feeling great. I mean, I'm pumped just because the slate for this week is insane. Some of the games are really going to be, like, exciting. And, I mean, we had an awesome co- first week of college football, but – Nothing beats just watching like NFL games. Fantasy seasons are back up. I mean, the, the, the play is just completely different. So I'm really excited. I think that we're going to get some bangers this week. It's at least three or four games on the car, on the, uh, the schedule that are going to be great games between teams that are all going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, the four o'clock games this week are like all bangers. So finally, I hate, like we, I hate every year the four o'clock games suck because there's like two sometimes or three due to like West Coast on the East Coast and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, that's the one thing. Nothing beats the atmosphere of going to a football game, but not being able to enjoy like 100% the rest of the, yeah, the game's full slate. upsetting. But that being said, MetLife is going to be rocking. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Flacco revenge game against the Ravens. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna highlight some big games and then we'll talk some units as we always do. Let's get right into our first game, first game of the season, Thursday night football. Uh, the Super Bowl champs will host the Buffalo Bills. Honestly, almost everybody's pick to win the Super Bowl this year, or at least to win the AFC. Right, big game one for the NFL. Talk to me. Hey, I mean, I know me many a buffalonian uh you know they're uh, they're an indigenous people yuck a, a little underdeveloped oh my but they're good God. they're good a peeps. little they're good people they're good peeps uh i've never seen this much uh optimism around the bills though it's kind of, if i were them i'd be a little concerned just as a fellow long-suffering nfl fan when everyone's picking for you it's something's bound to go wrong that's all i have to say but for a week one matchup game one matchup couldn't have asked for anything better uh yet like you said, this defending Super Bowl champs against the most people's pick to win it. Uh, I'm excited to see just these two offenses go head to head. And that over 52 was really fucking tempting. I'll start right there. Yeah, Nikki, how are you feeling about this game? It's going to probably be the best game on the schedule. Um, Ray just mentioned the I, – I had it a 51 and a half. I, I put on my card here – one unit sucker, and then I put 51 and a half over because <laughs> you know, you know, it's gonna be like 49 and a half, and some bullshit's gonna happen like at the end of the game. Uh, but they're gonna have half, gonna, they're gonna score half a point. What you just said, did you say that it's gonna be 49 and a half, and something's gonna happen? Well, the, the people who are winning are like the guys who teased it down a little bit. Oh, I, yeah, or who took an alt line at 49 and a half are gonna be like pumped because they won, and I'm gonna be sweating out like three points. Dude, that, that line is so tempting, but week one of the NFL, I do not oh. like touching overs. I just don't but, fuck with it. Honest, I don't know if this is statistically true or not. I'm just going to go based off my brain and what I can remember. But 
I feel like a lot of the recent Thursday night games have gone over or have been like high scoring games because they're putting good teams against each other. Like I think it hit last year. It was the Buccaneers and the uh, Cowboys. Dude, it's the year before was, like, last year. Texans yeah, and yeah. Texans Chiefs was the year before. So, I mean, they, but if you're the NFL, you want it to be a high scoring game. And I think it's going to be like at least something to like, like they want eyeballs on it. It's the NFL. So I think it'll be an electric game. I mean, you got Josh Allen against Stafford. I'm really interested to see if the Stafford shoulder thing is as big of a deal as people are saying and downplayed as elbow or as downplayed as he's saying it is because that's going to be a big thing uh, for the Rams, but it should be okay. But even if it's not, that team is so talented that even like their defense is amazing. They have Cam Akers back now for a full year. I'm really interested to see what he does. So there's a lot of things to even look at from the like surface level you know, even though both teams are most likely going to be in the playoffs and even this could be a Super Bowl, rematch, uh, Super Bowl, uh, you know, game of the, end of the year. Yeah, I, I really I really do think it could be game of the year. And I think, honestly, it may come down to a, a, a last drive for whoever gets the ball, either Allen or Stafford. Um, I think both of these defenses are really good, but offense is going to trump defense in this game. And. Big game for uh, for Von Miller too. Little little revenge game after winning the Super Bowl last year. Goes to Buffalo, um, and they needed a pass rusher big time. So hopefully that can help out the Bills uh, in this game. But I'm I'm really curious to see Allen versus Stafford. I really think it's going to be uh, high flying. Honestly, I th- I think that over is going to hit. Honestly, dude, it's just like 52. It just seems so like. I'm, what I'm worried about with that hitting is a Stafford's elbow. Like we said, like he's been kind of shaky all off season and it's just been like, I know it's just been constantly reported that like people are kind of worried with it. But secondly, I feel like defensive fronts are always at an advantage at this time of the year. And these are two very, very strong fronts. I think like you said, Von Miller addition to that Buffalo D- Bills D line, they Rousseau looked really good last year. They got Boogie Basham who, you know, I was high on. I love me some Boogie. Uh, I think that defensive front is going to be nasty, and I think they're going to be in Stafford's face a lot. You taking the Bills? No. Uh, you want to know <laughs> what I have? I can't take the Bills. Fuck that. Uh, I think – let me see. Let me just see what I got again. Uh, so first I have one that I'm not even putting on this card. I was taking because I absolutely love it. Josh Allen over 35 and a half rushing yards. Uh I think that's a no-brainer to be that's honest crazy. with you. That's that 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 uh, that that's it. I saw it at thirty-nine and a half somewhere else, and I, um, um, Caesars it was thirty-five and a half. I think it was minus one eighteen. I took it at. It's not on the card just because it made it look all ugly and shit. But I love love that they run him like a fucking horse, dude. Uh, that being said, I hope he gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did not bet this game uh, outright, but I did take a little prop in this game. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie, anytime touchdown, plus 360. I absolutely love this bet, especially when you're going to have Jalen Ramsey probably guarding Stefan Diggs for the majority of the game. It's going to open up a lot of options for McKenzie in the slot. Josh Allen loves his slot receiver. Shout out Cole Beasley. That's my fucking dude. Um, and honestly, the, the possibility of seeing Gabe Davis as, as the full-time number two now after that huge playoff game he had, and everybody's been been raving about him Gage all offseason. Did, really did, did, did you just say Cole Beasley, the dangerous, dangerous anti-vaxxer, is your dude? Because <laughs> we do not support that on this fucking podcast. Uh, Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, turn off 
your earbuds because Cole Beasley's my fucking dude. <laughs> oh god, we're an enemy of Big Pharma now. This is not good. Yeah, oh, Big, big Pharma. Pharma. He needs some oh. ayahuasca like your boy Rogers. Yeah. Dead ass. I love that. Look, Rogers is a crazy person. I love it. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I, I love that uh, Isaiah McKenzie line, first of all, I want to say. And also, what do we think about Gabe Davis over 56 and a half receiving yards? Because I was tempted to put on that, too. Yeah, I'm I'm just really curious to see how the Rams use Jalen Ramsey, because Gabe Davis is a big, bigger bodied um, receiver than Stefan Diggs. So maybe they throw Ramsey at, at Gabe Davis and they just play a lot of corner and safety high for, for digs. That's where I really think McKenzie's going to get it opened up. Um, I don't hate that. What was it? 54. I think it may have been 56. What did I just say? Uh, uh, 56 and a half. Yeah. I don't hate that. Is it minus 110? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate that. I think they have to put Ramsey on digs. Digs is dude. Digs is yeah. fucking good, man. But when he was on last year, Dude, when he was on the Vikings, I always knew he was like, okay, but on the bill, he literally brought them to a different level of bills. Like that move, I think, legitimized them as like on their rise. I mean, it changed Josh Allen's career. 100%. It really did. Garrett Wilson's better. Uh, with that transition, that seamless transition, so let's move to the next game. Let's talk about our home team, the New York Jets. Uh, let's, let's, we're using the word our loosely there. Nick, You're a guest you here. It. You're a guest here. The Jets are more home than you on this podcast. Yeah, this I is was my a guest domain. at MetLife last year when the Dolphins beat the shit out of them. Also, yeah, we don't we don't enough. live in the past. Yeah, true that. We move forward. Jets Super Bowl 2022. Uh, so we got the Ravens at home uh, in Week One. No Zach Wilson, obviously. Ray had mentioned it at the top. Uh, it will be a Joe Flacco revenge game. Nikki, we'll get your unbiased Jets opinion uh, to start. Oh. How do you feel about this game? Jets plus seven and a half. Honestly, like all roads lead to like the Ravens minus seven and a half as like an easy pick, but I don't know. I I just don't know. I'll be honest. I wouldn't take it just because I I think the Jets are still going to lose, but I could see like a late like touchdown or a late field goal, something weird happening where the Jets cover. But I just – the Jets, honestly, I'm going to – they did a great job in the offseason. They did a great job drafting. They have a lot of guys back from injury. I'm sure you guys have told all the listeners all this stuff about the Jets already, and it all comes down to Flacco. But I think for the Jets to – like, their game plan for this game should be we need to play, like, the 2009-2010 Jets, run the shit out of the ball. They have two great running backs. We're, we're going to see with Brees Hall how what he's made of. But Michael Carter looked good last year. They have a pretty good offensive line revamped a little bit. And they have a what should be a good defense. If that secondary can just hold down Mark Andrews a little bit and maybe the linebackers contain Lamar, they might be able to cover. I still think they lose, but there's there's more reason to be on the Jets back than there was maybe last year. For for certain games, fair enough, and I completely agree with all your points. I I am a little bit worried about Lamar. I think he had a tough year last year. The the Ravens finished last in the division. He was banged up, um, and if you've seen you know the, the training videos and all that crap, he's bulked up. He looks good, and I think this is going to be a big revenge season for Lamar Jackson. A lot of people talking about he can't win the big games. Um, I'm still in that camp. Uh, but I do think he is a superstar, especially during the regular season where it's so hard to game plan for a guy like that. Uh, Ray, 
you're going to be at the game. You might be a little intoxicated and a little is uh, using it mildly. Um, talk to me about the emotions going to MetLife for week one. Uh, I am just fucking, I'm like a kid. I'm so excited. Uh, I wish we had a full squad. Yeah. You know, we're going to be missing you. We're going to be missing Dylan. Uh, I'm going to have to carry it some Jets chance, but, you know, some liquid courage in me, it's not going to be a problem. <laughs> but for the game, this game's going to come down to what the Jets' identity wants to be. It's their fronts on both sides of the ball. Nick, you mentioned it before, like, they're going to need to run. I think this team is built to run the football. I think they're gonna, that's what they want to do. They're going to be a ground and pound. I also think Michael Carter, I think he's going to be the lead, the lead back to start. I really do. Agreed. I think. I think Bryce Hall is going to have to take the job from him. We saw what Michael Carter could do last year. That guy is impossible to get down the first uh, the first attempt. So, spoiler alert, they're not out yet, but when Michael Carter props job, I'm taking the over. Fact. Uh, and I think on the defensive side, our defensive line is deep. They're going to rotate a lot. but And this is what Salah wants to be. He wants to be deep rotating up front. They're going to need to stay disciplined in their lanes because – they got to contain Lamar. That's the, if you can contain him and make him beat you from the pocket, they have a fighting chance. And also containing Mark Andrews is going to be a real big problem because I don't remember the last time we were successful at stopping tight ends. And last year they used, they got fooled. They were way too undisciplined with their eyes. They would get on like play action rollouts. They would, their fucking linebackers would be on the complete wrong side of the field. They're going to need to improve that too. I think Quan Alexander and year two from Jamie and Sherwood are going to be really, really big to go along with uh, Mosley and Quincy. You touching this seven and a half or no? No, I'm not touching seven and a half. I'm taking Jets money line. Jets money one line. Unit, <laughs> one unit to win 2.75. <laughs> Let's go. Joe Flacker revenge game. Uh, I don't want to, I don't usually use the term lock a lot, but this is a lock. Let's go. Let's go. Jets one and I love it. Um, let's move on to our four o'clock game that we're highlighting. Uh, another really, really good game. Uh, Raiders at Chargers, a rematch of the insane Week 18 game. Uh, winner gets in the playoffs uh, last year where the Raiders beat the Chargers on a last-second field goal. Um, no J.C. Jackson in this game, which is very, very big. He was probably going to be the primary cornerback lined up against Devontae Adams now. Um, Nikki, talk to me about Raiders-Chargers. I think this is going to be a really good game. This is going to be a sick game. I was telling, uh, I think it was Dean early, like when the off season, right after the Raiders got Devontae Adams, I was like, well, we're going to be super familiar with the AFC West all year. They're going to be on every primetime game. They're going to have these four o'clock games going to be worth watching. They're going to be just beating the shit out of each other. So I'm really excited. Um, I'm excited for my boy Herbie too. I think that Justin Herbert's going to win the MVP this year. That's my MVP pick. I think he's going to throw over 50 touchdowns. He's going to just tear the league up. I just feel like he's got the weapons. He's got a great coaching staff that's behind him. And they, you know, they, uh, they, they uh, upgraded on defense too. They got Khalil Mack. So I think that the Chargers are going to be a scary team to deal with. But I also love what the Raiders did. They have now, I believe Josh McDaniels is a new coach, right? Yep. And they got him. They have, I mean, I like Derek Carr a lot. Derek Carr is, you know, I think a top 10 quarterback. You have an elite passing offense with uh, Waller and Renfro and Devontae Adams now. So, you know, we're going to see fireworks from this game. I think it's going to be a sick game to watch. I got the Chargers. So I think the Chargers take this one, but it's going to be a shootout. Yeah, Ray, do you agree? 
I mean, this game is insane on paper. This is the rematch from that last week of the regular season last year, right? Yep. Yeah, the, the playoffs, the non-overtime game. It went into overtime, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, if it tied, if it yeah, yeah. Over, if yeah. It tied, they both would have got in. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was, they kicked a field goal. The Raiders kicked one with like, and as time expired. No, that would have been crazy. But I mean, this division is loaded, as you guys were saying. They have those four teams. It's like it, no one knows who's going to come out in front. I think one of the things that baffles me the most is that the Raiders are as Aaron, as good of a position as they are with their draft history. Uh, their last first round picks, I'm just going to read some off. Alex Leatherwood, not even on the team. Henry Ruggs, uh, how long was he in jail for? How long? Forever. Know? Forever? <laughs> nice. Damon Arnett heading to jail. I know the last I heard from him, I think he was taking pictures of guns and he was arrested. Uh, I know I see like a, a lot of Ohio State guys tweeting about him a lot because like he's just always in the news. Uh, Cleveland Farrell didn't pick up his option. Josh Jacobs didn't pick up his fifth year option. Jonathan Abram, I don't know if they did. I does anyone he know used if they to did? Hit hard and hard knocks used to yeah. hit hard. I mean, Trevon <laughs> Mullen was a decent. I mean, he's gone now, right? They just they traded him to Arizona, I believe. Uh, Max Crosby is their only like really good pick in the last few years. I mean, draft with a drafted history like that, uh, it's amazing that they're in the position they are. That being said, Derek Carr is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league, probably. And their weapons are really, really dangerous with Waller, Devontae Adams, and Renfro now. Uh, but, I mean, the, not, uh, the Chargers are primed to take a jump. They have an ascending quarterback who, like, I know you guys all are huge Herbie fans, right? I don't know how good he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be the best in the league. But you can't deny he's an ascending quarterback, and they're building around him. They got, went out and got Khalil Mack. They got my boy Zion Johnson to help uh, fortify that O line. I think this is their game, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm staying away from it betting wise, but I think they're probably they're rightfully so favored. Yeah, definitely staying away from this game. I'm just going to enjoy watching it's a these game for pleasure. Yeah, watching these two great teams. I mean, we didn't even mention Chandler Jones moving yeah. to to the Raiders. I completely mean, forgot about that. Chandler Jones and Max Crosby rushing the passer is absolutely lethal. I mean, the rest of that defense um is will probably struggle. They, they lost Casey Hayward to their their best corner last year, but two elite pass rushers um should have Herbert moving a lot. Um I'm really curious to see what this Raiders offense looks like with Josh McDaniels. It's probably the most talent he's ever coached right besides maybe that randy moss season they had in new england and he wasn't even the offensive coordinator then but you have three studs like that he had uh, um running for for Derek marshall i think and when he was in denver i was gonna say um i think he may have had decker and uh damaris thomas as well i'm not positive i don't remember when it was but um i I, I mean i'm putting this trio above that i love people for i mean yeah no this trio is, is insanely talented but I love how quickly people forget. Remember when he um he took that Indianapolis he job, took the Indianapolis job, and yeah. he was just like, nah, never mind. And people thought he was gonna like take over for Belichick. Like, what a weird fucking guy. What a weird yeah. move. I mean, I think it was the right move for him, honestly. To I I love the Colts. I think they're really uh well run organization. To be honest with you, I love their GM and Ballard. Right, Ballard's still there. Yeah, Chris Ballard. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like that. I'd rather work for them than fucking whatever that goober's name is, uh, Mark Davis. <laughs> that guy is so ugly. Yeah, I mean, he's got a pretty good team in a loaded division. That'll that division is going to be absolutely crazy all season. All right, let's move on to the Sunday night football game. We got 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Dallas Cowboys. Brady's been in and out of the lineup for for Tampa Bay all offseason, you know, doing some some personal things. Um, but it's Tom Brady. Chris Godwin, a, a question mark in this game. Don't know if he's going to play. Apparently, he took his brace off today and practiced without it. Um, I think they're going to be extremely cautious with him. Um, for Dallas, uh, obviously, Tyron Smith done for the year, likely, with the torn ACL. They did sign Jason Peters, but he is not going to play. They're going to have the rookie Tyler Smith, our boy, starting at left tackle, um, which is kind of worrisome, honestly, with this uh, with this Tampa Bay front. Uh, Nikki, talk to me about the Sunday night football game. Dude, sick game coming up. Uh, you know, they had the they played each other week one last year, and I believe the Bucs did beat the Cowboys in that game, but it came right down to the end. Um, another, you know, awesome game to start the season. I mean, I'm not a Cowboy homer or anything like that, but I don't hate them. I, I want to see the year that the Cowboys, like, break through and maybe hit, like, an NFC championship or something like that just because I like Dak a lot. I think they have a lot of, you know, talent on offense, and I would just like to, you know, maybe see them break through. They never win the division really that easily. The NFC East is so like up and down, but this would be a big statement game for them to be able to beat the Bucks and, um, you know, Tom Brady week one. I just don't, I mean, and also, you know, we want to see like a little bit of Brady. I think he's still going to go out there and dominate, but it has been a little suspect, uh, you know, whatever is going on with him behind the scenes in the off season here. Yeah. Ray, you worried about it or no? Uh, I'm worried enough about the situation to not smash the over 50 and a half. Uh, I think both these offensive lines are a little banged up right now. Brady being out is a little worrisome. So I'm staying away from that. But like, like Nick said, this is a rematch from the Thursday night game to open the season last year. And that game was a fucking blast to watch. Uh, I'm really excited to see year two of Micah. Very, uh, very curious how they're going to use him. I don't know. Are they going to stay the same? You think, or do you think they're going to use him more off the edge? I think they Uh have to. I think it, it was a 55-45 split last year, linebacker to edge. I think that may flip this year. It was we said he, it was in favor of linebacker last year. In favor of linebacker last and year. And how many sacks did he finish with? I think he had 14 and a half, maybe. 14 and a half. Yeah. Like I think that guy has to be playing at the predominant amount of snaps, like as an edge rusher. That's just it's too valuable of a position. Uh, they've been drafting linebackers, I feel like, for years too. Jabril Cox, anyone know what he's been up to? Is no. he healthy? I think he's. I think I saw him in preseason. I think he was healthy and like they were like hype him up a little bit. I don't know if he's starting, but I think one of the matchup I really love in this, and, and I'm biased because he's my fantasy guy. I think CD is going to have a fucking game. He had a game against them last year. Uh, I think he's primed for a breakout year, and I'm very excited to see Zeke fully healthy again because you know Zeke's my boy. Mm-hmm. Love watching Zeke eat. Uh, I'm leaning Cowboys in this game, to be honest with you. Yeah, plus two and a half. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll give it in a little bit, but uh, I got I got money on them somehow. Yeah, I'm going back to Micah. I, they they did sign Anthony Barr, um, so maybe that. That, that that frees him up a little bit if they just go Anthony Barr and uh, Leighton Vanderesh. I know, Ray, you love Anthony. You Barr. guys love him. I was gonna say that's Ray's guy. That's Ray's boy, <laughs> Favs loves him. I I was a fan. He's pretty good. Yeah. I thought you know I I was being sarcastic because you were pissed when he said he was going to sign with the Jets and then he backed out. No, that's Anthony Barr. Yeah, Anthony Barr. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about Van. I thought you were talking about Vanderash. Yeah, oh, no. no, oh no, Anthony Barr's a pussy. 
That guy. Yeah, I was like, I was like <laughs> so, yo, did this guy like get like a conscience when he like came on the pod? Oh yeah, no, that no, that guy's a queef. Uh, he was too scared to change positions and play edge. Fuck that guy. Uh, but we don't need him, so who cares? Sure. Ain't that the truth, <laughs> Nikki? Uh, what do you think? Pl- I loved him. Dude, by the way, I'm sorry, but just to go back to this because I was a fucking big Anthony Barr guy when he was coming out of UCLA. That was back when I'm pretty sure it was still Rex's show, or maybe it was the beginning of Bowls. But I really wanted him to draft him as because he, he was like a yeah. It was sorry, did they play? Did he play with Miles Jack or did Miles Jack come later? I think he was. I think he was. I think they probably played together for a little bit. I think Miles Jack was drafted after him though. Yeah, I'm not positive. Uh, but Barr was like a tweener because Barr was like an edge rusher a little bit coming out. He was like a like a off ball, but like he played edge a lot in college. I was really pumped to see that. But whatever, good riddance. Nikki, two and a half. Who are you taking? Uh. That's another like see the I think the NFL is the hardest sport to bet just because it's so small like at least college football there's a lot of room for error and things to happen but I think I would take I think I'm gonna take the Cowboys I think the Cowboys are gonna win um, it's really gonna be close but I, I like the I like betting the over more than I do betting on either of these teams but I think the Cowboys get it done being home helps a lot and people like forget about that. And we like we've talked about it before. I think Ray mentioned that um, week one is so hard just because all the defenses literally these last two weeks, all you're preparing for is the team in front of you. It should be your best defensive performance, your best game plan going into this. And the Cowboys have some, you know, killers on defense. So I think that it's going to be tougher. And also when you look at Tampa Bay, they're kind of playing with a little bit of a, you know, a different offense. I mean, you got Mike Evans, but Godwin's hurt. Julio Jones is now here. I'm, I think Julio's washed, but, you know, maybe we'll see what they try to do with him. It's going to be a little bit of, I think, adjustment making for the, uh, the Buccaneers in this game. I think kind of both teams, to be honest. I think both teams, like I said before, are beat up on the offensive line. I think it's probably going to show early on. I think defense are going to have the upper hand in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both Ray and Nikki likely siding Cowboys. I'm taking Tampa Bay. I'm not betting against Tom Brady, especially week one. Um <laughs> I'm not worried about him missing time at all. Let's move on to our final game of the week. Monday Night Football, Russ, let's ride. Back home in Seattle with the 12s. Uh, The place should be rocking for him. Um, It's Russ and Geno Smith. I mean, it's six and a half for uh, the Broncos. I kind of love that. Uh, love to hear what you guys think about this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm first of all, I'm curious. Like, he's gonna get an ovation, obviously, when he comes back. Massive. Right? Oh my god. Yeah. You think they're That's gonna so, boo him? That's dude. so soft. I'd boo. What are you talking about? Come on, right? Shut the fuck up. I don't know. I think it's soft. Game one, Monday Night Football. Oh they, they better not cheer for him in the game. That's all I'm saying. No, they're not gonna. They're not gonna cheer. You cheer the game, and that's it. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't. I feel like there's gonna be some stragglers there, so you know, some phonies fucking cheering for Russ, like Russ fans. Not would you? Not CEO would fans. you cheer for like when when Mike Piazza returned to the Mets? Would you fucking boo him or cheer for him? Yeah, I mean, yeah, cheer for him because it's Mike. Yeah, Piazza. you fucking yeah. douchebag. <laughs> different. It's different. Baseball is a gentleman's game. Football is fucking life or death. I mean, the Seahawks. I legitimately. Uh, this is not an exaggeration. I think they're going, arguably, going to be the worst team in the league this year. I don't give a shit how good of a coach Pete Carroll is. They have a fucking shit quarterback. I don't even think Pete Carroll is a coach. 
Uh, the guy's got a Super Bowl. You He's can't a culture builder. Play. He's a culture builder. Yeah, that's like saying I'm not a good fantasy manager and I have two rings. You can't like go backtrack. If you win, you win. He won, so that's good enough. But right. I legit think they're gonna be really bad. They have no like. I I can't believe Geno Smith is gonna be the week one starter, even though like you know, shout out West Virginia. But he's not like he's at this point in his career. I, he's now gonna be the starter. I just don't see it. I. I think they're not going to be a good team, obviously, but I love what they did in the draft, and I'm very excited to see it. Uh, our boys, friends of the pod, personal friends, Charles yeah. Cross and Abe Lucas, uh, two bookend tackles. Those um, my boys. I think, dude, I really do think that's a perfect way to draft the year before trying to go get your franchise guy. They're going to get their bookends and give them a year to develop. And then on the other end, Boye Mafe, I mean – I've talked about him enough over the past few months. I love that guy. I'm super excited to see what he does off the edge. Yeah. I mean, be- I, I think, I think they're also, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure Tariq Woolen, a rookie is going to start a corner. And I also have seen a lot of Kobe Bryant getting in this game too, as a rookie. I didn't uh, hear. I thought I heard Kobe was struggling a little bit, but maybe I'm mistaken. I think he has been struggling, but I think that cornerback room is a little shallow. Um, I think he's going to get some run. I, I'm pretty certain that Woolen is like definitely locked in as one of their outside starters that's wild. he felt like the sixth suit didn't he fifth yeah. sixth he's a freak too if he can yeah. um hone that athleticism that guy's dangerous he's a lot he's of young that, he's that pete carroll fucking build at corner too he loves that shit those tall long guys yeah so a lot of young guys playing for seattle um which will be really interesting I that was being- going to say, I think, though, that um, if you're looking at, like, a survivor pool, this is a, a week one is always hard for a survivor pool anyway. I did my first one last year. I think I got to, like, week eight or nine. But I think the see, uh, the Broncos are the, are the pick this week for the survivor pool. I've seen some other ones where people are on the Colts, maybe the Eagles, but or even, like, the Ravens. I think the Broncos are going to be a good one, especially because playing in the AFC uh, West, there's going to be hard weeks to pick the Broncos again. So I think this is the week you do it. I just feel uh, week one survivor pools are so, so, so tough. And going – Pick the obvious. Russ, no, but I'm saying Russ going to Seattle, that just has like – that has upset written all over it in my opinion. I, think I don't – watches them. I do, I do think they're going to win, I, but I just – that's one I'm, I'm not buying that storyline look like a fucking idiot. I would not do that personally. Um, I don't know. I think I'm, I think, I don't know. I don't like the, like I said, this is going to be, it's a really tough week to pick, but I like that better than the Eagles, like going to Detroit. Let's see. I'm going to look at, see what the uh, rest of the card is. I want to see what well, I, like the, I know. I, I off the top of my head, uh, whoever the 49ers are playing, I know yeah, that they're playing, they're playing the bears. That's probably oh, that's one people. They're on, pick. they're on the road too, though. Um, Dude, Soldier field. Oh, I think I know what I would do. I do saints. Falcon at Falcons though it's a uh, oh. divisional game. I hate yeah. that. I lied. I know what I would do. See, uh, since he home against Pittsburgh, I hate that too. There's so I like that divisional games. I, did, I know. Yeah. I like. I'd rather go the home team than the uh, road team giving up six. That's fair enough. All right, let's talk some. Let's talk some units. Let's talk some bets. Ray, talk us through your bets. Yeah. So right now, I've only said uh, the Jets money line uh, plus two seventy five. I have one, one unit on. Next, I put a three-team, six-and-a-half-point teaser in. I got Dallas plus eight-and-a-half. Um, I just love them getting a touchdown at home. I got Rams plus eight-and-a-half. Same exact reasoning. I think that game's going to be too close. I think eight-and-a-half is um, kind of a gimme. And then I got 
like I, I just said, Bengals minus a half. I love them to win this week. I, I love this teaser. I put two to win 3.2. It was a uh, plus 160. Uh, then I got a little weird. So first I'll say the, uh, I had 1.1 unit to win one uh, Cooper cup over seven and a half receptions. Uh, if you're not taking props for the first game of the season, <laughs> you're listening to the wrong. Pod. Yeah, that, to the wrong pod. That's going to be, that's not my only problem I'm going to be taking. I already have two and I'm going to probably sprinkle on a few more. Uh, and then to close it out, I put the, my last point nine units. I wanted to get it on a nice underdog. So I did, I took the Jags at going to Washington plus one, seven, one plus one fifteen. So it's point nine to win 1.05. Like it, Nikki, what do you got for me? Um, I did mention before the sucker bet, the 51 and a half over um, in the Thursday night game, the Bills and the Rams. I put one unit on that. That was at minus 114. I also forgot I did take um, any time touchdown by Josh Allen plus 160 for one unit. He obviously would have to run the ball in, but they get that ball to the five or six yard line and they just make a convoy in front of him and he just pushes people over. So I mean, I and like uh, kind of coinciding with Ray's bet um, on the over rushing uh, yards. I like Josh Allen to get in the end zone, possibly, and you know, plus 160. That's all right. Um, and then I also have one unit on the Lions, plus three and a half at minus 106. Maybe I'm just my squad, blinded. Nikki. I'm blinded. I think I'm blinded by the hard knocks because Dan Campbell's just a motivator. And I love like how like they just make it look like every year on hard knocks, like, Yo, this team's really good. They might, you know, do something. And then they like end up being like three and fucking 14. But I'm riding with the Lions week one. I don't really, I don't think the Eagles are that good. So, you guys know, Nick, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I was super, super close to putting that point nine units on uh, Lions money line. I think the Eagles are overrated. I think they're come out a little slow on offense to start, but uh, at the end of the day, yeah. I'm not buying it at a hard knocks. I can't do that week one. That's why I'm taking it happens, three and a half. I, like I don't it. like I don't like because they'll end up blowing the game at the end. And then Dan Campbell will cry and just be like, we, we fought, we fought, man, we fought. <laughs> <laughs> and then for my last one, um, another dog shit game I'm going to bet on. I got two units on this one, though. Panthers minus one and a half, minus one eighteen. The Browns haven't won a game a week one since 2004. That franchise, That's I don't insane. know what they're doing. I, I don't think I, I like Baker Mayfield coming out of college. I still don't think he's that good now. In the like, I, I liked him, but now from what I've seen after all this time, he's not that good. But give give Baker some motivation, and he'll go out there and he'll try to win. He'll kill someone to win. So give me a minus one and a half. I think they might even win by more. So if you want to get like a little weird, like you know, go on an alt line for some plus money. But I like the Panthers. They're also home, and McCaffrey's back. I love that, Nick. If I wasn't going to the Jet game and I could like have that on a second TV, I would love nothing more to take Baker over props because I think he, you know, Baker he's gonna Baker, grab his dick and shit. Like when, you when know, he's, he's chip, gonna like come out. <laughs> when he's got that chip on his shoulder, Baker's dangerous, feeling oh dangerous. Yeah. Oh god, that uh, that Eagles Detroit game for me. I mean, that's besides the Jets, those are my two favorite teams in the league. It's like it's like Battle of the Bastards. Watch watching that. Game. <laughs> Honestly, I fucking love those guys. Um, all right, I'll go through Dean's bets here. Uh, no, no surprise here. Dean's got the Jets plus seven and a half against the Ravens for one unit, uh, minus 110. He's got the Vikings over 23 and a half total points, minus 106 for two units. Uh, I actually really like that bet. Um, and then he's got a three-team tease, six-point teaser, 
Uh, he's got Minnesota doubling down here, plus seven and a half against Green Bay. He's got Kansas City minus a half at Arizona, and he's got Houston plus 13 and a half um, at home against Indianapolis for two units. You know, loves Houston. Yeah, he he does. He's a big Davis Mills guy. Um, yeah, big Laramie Tunzel guy, too. Um, so Dean's got five units to win 5.93. Uh, talking my bets, I already mentioned the Isaiah McKenzie anytime touchdown. Absolutely love that bet. Uh, my two, what was that line? Sorry, what was that line? Uh, plus 360. Nice, love that fucking bet. Um, I got a three team tease, uh, plus 130. I got Indy minus one, uh, on the road against Houston. I have Philly plus three against Detroit. And then I have Kansas City plus one against Arizona. It's six and a half point tees. Uh, my two unit tees, this is going to smash. Uh, Cincinnati minus a half against Pittsburgh. And then Sam Fran minus a half against Chicago. That's a fucking lock. Um, Dude, that Sam Fran one kind of worries me a bit. I think Chicago sucks, but I first year uh, first start for Trey Lance kind of scares me in a teaser. I'm not worried at all. Um, and then I'll, I'll round it out with a one unit. Uh, Russ coming back. I got Denver minus six and a half against Seattle. And I think this probably a two touchdown win for, for Denver. I like that. I know. I mean, I know, I think they're going to win, but, uh, in a suicide pool, that's what I'm just staying away from. It's yeah. I mean, I, I generally, gen, uh, generally would pick like an absolute, like, blowout like i picked the chiefs or the bills or the rams it's just they're all playing like too many good teams like all the games are kind of i don't think there's as obvious ones i mean the ravens over the jets is but i think like wait what <laughs> the jets over the ravens you mean yeah i mean that'd be a good week one starter you know nice. but you want to save the jets for later in the season you know exactly yeah you want to save until like week 15 yeah that's yeah. good strategy <laughs> Oh, Christ. All right. So that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, part two of our football preview with our NFL week one preview. Uh, Stay with us as we will recap college football and the NFL uh, coming to you guys on Tuesday next week. And you'll see how our 10 unit bets did. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our new Twitter at two tackles with the number two. And stick with us as we head into week one, starting tomorrow of the NFL season. Fellas, appreciate you. We made it, fellas. Let's go.